You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 241st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. Tim, the podcast grew in room, a little less full today. Yeah, little guy is not able to make the show so he can um, gloat, I guess, over his uh, his picks at uh, Umloop. Yeah. Um, although I did see that you picked Stybar to finish second. Uh and he had Nikki Terpstra to win. So I guess that you kind of won, but I, I like <laughs> to think that. Uh, um, yeah, I, for me, T-Spinute, he was looking good until he crashed. But let's let's get to Umloop in just a second. Let's get to the bigger news. Okay. On the pod. Now, what do you got? Um, I'd like to welcome all of, uh, all of the Dirty Kanza listeners out there that want to know who exactly these journalists, these, these journalists of respute are that announced the uh the team for education first at dirty kenza well you know these uh these journalists are experts in the field uh they've been doing it for a long time they're well connected and uh you know they pretty much you can trust anything that they say so i just gotta say something okay of the three riders that are going to dirty kenza all three of them have alluded very publicly that they were going to be doing Dirty Kanza this year. So I don't feel that like we've done anything extraordinary, but it was extraordinary because it was us, because we're amazing. Mm-hmm. Just just some podcasters sitting on the internet. But of course, we're talking about Taylor Finney, Lachlan Martin, yep. and Alex. Alex Howes having the weight of the world, the weight of an entire team slash nation. On their shoulders. It's the nation. Going to Dirty Kansas. Let's think about this for a second. Yeah. Spencer, pro tour team mm-hmm. showing up to arguably the most important gravel race in the world. Sure. They have to win this, right? Yes, they have to win this. Like, um, like there's... There's three of them. Let's just put it that way. Like, if it was just one of them, well, I could be like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, people so, ganged up on him or something, but uh, they have to win this. Okay. Can I tell you what I'm most shocked about is that there's only three of them going. I was expecting some more. I was expecting five, six, maybe seven, maybe some of their like, they, they got to have like a junior team or like Espoirs or whatever they call them. The full weird French word that you, I never could pronounce. Yeah. You wanted the full Tour de France squad showing up. Oh yeah. Like, and second, Lachlan Morton's brother, Angus Morton, is probably going to be there as well. So we got to assume that there'll be a couple of people also helping out. Collusion. Education first. Now you're accusing oh, yes. collusion. Well, I didn't even get into if they're wearing, if they're going to use aero bars or not. That's Those are the things I care more about. Yeah. And as you should. Bars. So Ted King's got like, Uh-oh. I think he's going again. He's last year's winner. Mm-hmm. 
Like if Ted King wins, like like does that like is that a contract? Vodder's calling him back up, saying coming out of retirement. I need some of that maple syrup advertisements. I need untapped. Possibly, possibly. And you, I think. Uh, I think it's going to be a coup if if Ted King somehow pulls it off against these guys. Um, Second question: At this point, shouldn't Phil Guyman also be there? I mean, if we're going to go for like internet bike racers, like you would think Guyman would be there too, right? Like, isn't that you would think, but is there a uh, important enough Strava segment on the Dirty Kansas course? Thing. Now, I imagine, yes, like there are plenty on there, but is one important enough? Is there a KOM that's actually on a, on a mean, gradient? This whole thing to me. I think Kansas is pretty flat. Uh, seems like, yeah. <laughs> seems like there's some hills there. I guess I'm just, that's an immense amount of pressure on Taylor Finney, Lachlan Morton, and Alex House. Like, if they don't win, and if they don't even go, like, all three in the top ten, like, there are some... All three in the top ten? They like, all three need all to be three in, the top in the top three. Yes, but I would say, like, you know, maybe there's a flat tire. Like, there's something that okay. could happen. Okay. But there's... That is crazy to think about if they don't do it. And, like, I mean, I will put that pressure on them. It sucks. I mean, I would not want that pressure. I mean, I get enough pressure when I go to play a 35 plus men's hockey and it's a penalty shot late in the game. Yeah. What's your go to call my own number? What's your go to move? I call my own number. I did this actually a couple weeks ago. I called my own number. (laughs) Okay. And I tried to go five hole and totally failed. So did you deke left and then right? Or what are you, what are you doing? I have a fake shot. Like I I come in from the left side. Shoulder twitch. Goalie right. Yeah. Okay. Fake shot. Bring it back. Usually opens up the goalie's legs and slot it in between and he totally read that but enough about me no More but the, about- this is the thing is that those three guys teammates on the world tour level they're gonna know exactly how to open up that five hole at dirty kanza and they're gonna get in there and they're gonna it sweep is, the podium it is pretty amazing that the day after we announce alex Howe's going to uh i mean we basically were at the team press release for this yes that uh alex house is in the breakaway at umloop yeah, no surprise to me. Dirty Kansas with, training. With uh, little guy's M- MVDP MVP, Roy Jans, also from Umloop, mm-hmm. also in the breakaway at Umloop yep. from uh, Matthew Vanderpool's team. <laughs> so, yep. kind of amazing. Who, you know, I'm sure uh, many of our listeners out there caught that and noticed, uh, oh, Roy Jans in the break. I've, I've heard that name on the Slow Ride podcast. That's probably the only cycling journalism <clears throat> Uh, Pulitzer Prize winning journalistic site that, uh, you know, has spoken of Mr. Jans at all. And, uh, and that's, that's what little guy brings to the table here. And, um, obviously Mitch Docker, huge fan of the pod communicated this to the rest of the team. It was like, we oh, need I- to, we need to watch out for a Jans. If he goes, he's got this teammate. We need to be, we need to, we need to be <laughs> on that wheel. Teammate. He has his teammate that isn't even in the He's race. not even here. But, he, but we need to get used to following this wheel because it's important. And Alex House is up to the task. And, and you know. I mean, Umloop. Astute is, armchair DSs all over the world should have caught that. Now, now know about Royans. Yeah. And so Umloop was this weekend. We've mentioned it many times before. It is the start of real bike racing. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, early February cobbled classic featuring some of the most important climbs in cycling, including the Mirador. And uh, 
No. I believe the mirror, do we? No. No, Koppelmir? Koppelmir. Koppelmir, the Bosberg, the Wolvenberg, all these other bergs. So There's like a hundred bergs. A couple of cool things about the Umloop is that they run the women's race and the men's race on the same course. They do. cool. Very cool. Um, And both you can get on TV relatively easily. Both had live streams, which was cool to see. Yes. So uh, congratulations to the Flanders Classics promotion arm um, that put it together. And of course, uh, the winner of the race of Umloop was um, Zednik Stybar over GVA Greg Van Evermont and Tim Wellens. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16th place went to Bob Jungles. And in 14th place, a little known rider named Wout Van Art, former cyclocross world champion. In the women's race, yes, which we'll get to in just a second, but just to throw it out there, we had a winner. It was Lucinda was- Brand. She crushed it. She, she soloed away. Uh, I thought it was Chantel Black. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. no, Chantel Black. I get the uh, the yeah. Dutch um, national jerseys mixed up with Cyclocross and Road. Um, and then five letter Marta Bastinelli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of uh, LA takes the the win for the win. Uh, second place, sorry. She won today. Okay. And then uh, Yip Vandenbos um, got third for the women. Of course, I was wondering where Lata was going to be mm-hmm. uh, my favorite uh, rider. But uh, 16th place on the women's race was Anuska Koster of Team Virtue Cycling. Um, but overall, the women's race, what was the story here? I mean, this is a race that I watched uh, when I got up in the morning and turned on my live feed. This is the one that I tuned into. Um, but I missed the most important drama Um because uh, my East Coast time zone, uh, you know, I just was sleeping in, I guess. But um, turns out spring training camp wasn't totally over, I don't think, for uh, maybe people hadn't really realized that this is the first real racing race of the year in the men's field. Um, and they were in still in sp- spring training mode uh, because despite starting 10 minutes back, the women's race caught or was in danger of catching the back of the men's race and uh, had to be neutralized. So that was a big, uh, big story. Yeah. And first off, it's BS that the women's race had to be neutralized. The men can pull over to the right side of the road. If they can coordinate when to go to the bathroom, they can pull over (laughs) to the right side of the road with their cars Uh and let the women's who are actually racing go ahead. Sure. And then you know what? Maybe you catch them a little bit later. In fact, they're not on the same course the whole time. The men's race is 200K and the women's race is 123K. So there's definitely some differences in the course there. Kind of disappointed on that. Um, And then, of course, when these like comments get put out on Twitter, right? Like Corinne yeah. Rivera saying like, well, when I was growing up racing, you know, the faster race would overtake the next race. Yeah. Then all like the cuds of the world just get on Twitter and like, well the logistics and like they start mansplaining like, well, logistics of team caravans overtaking. And I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah. Like it's a bike race. Pull over to the side of the road. Like yeah. you're getting past, like it's not rocket science. Um, so a little disappointed there, but I think, um, Ellen Noble said it best that, you know, equality doesn't come with a, like there's going to be growing pains here. Like, like they, right. We have a race that's actually doing major mighty steps forward in putting on a women's race on the same day on the same course like yeah kind of just making sense and you know what it might take some navigation on how like maybe next year they give the men's head start 20 minutes or something like maybe there's 
you know, different way to do it. Yeah. You, you would think, so. or at the very least getting in the, the, uh, radio tours ear and saying, uh, Hey, men's race, you got to pick up the pace. <laughs> you got to pick yeah. up the pace guys. Like I get it. The brakes up the road, like you don't need to work, but like you have to work a little bit harder, at least until we get to where the courses diverge, you know, like, and then there, there was some solution here, I guess is my point that was not pulling all these women over to the side of the road and making them wait for the men to get further up the road so they could start going fast again, you know? Yeah. And maybe they find a way to do it again in the future, but you know, okay. We have acknowledged it. It was kind of BS in our opinion and the men, you know, they don't need to race 200 K if they're not going to race 120 K the way the women do. So we've always been a big proponents of shorter races anyway. Mm -hmm. But that being said, Zednik Stybar sat in the, the lounge in the quick step lounge while GVA and the others were putting down the attacks hammer after hammer. And then Zednik Stybar did what he did best and uh, takes the win by nine seconds over GVA. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan Toons in fifth place. Always good to see him. Uh, my uh, picks didn't go so well. Um, that being said, I, 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 yeah. So I, I just didn't. one of my picks was uh, <laughs> Philip Gilbert. I said he could do well. And you guys chuckled. You guys gave, gave me a little grief for that uh, last week. And uh, he came in in the top 10. Well, the reason... Maybe you weren't listening here, but the reason that the uh, the chuckles happened was because you called him a third-rate racer. Ah, well. Yeah, and he got eighth place. So um, I don't think it's a uh, uh, a complete knock. Now, in my, it's just, in my defense, I may not have called him a third-rate racer myself. I'm saying he may be viewed as by some people who are obviously less smart than me. See what I'm saying? Yeah, well... For anyway, what it's worth. Great job. Mitch Philip Docker Gilbert. got DNF. Mitch Docker. And then No, buddy. What happened? Well, today was the KBK. Okay. For us, a far more important race because George Hincappy won it many years ago. And the winner. Well, who got the donkey? Kern, yeah. Brussels Carol Kern gets a donkey, a stuffed donkey. And move over, Lion. The donkey has kicked you off the podium, and Bobby Jungles <laughs> takes it over Owain Duel of Team Sky, okay. British rider. Never heard of him before. Nope. Um, I'm sure that we'll get some emails yep, from the listeners. Definitely. And then Nikki Terpstra in third place, and early race favorite Dylan Grodenwagen in uh, fourth place, 12 seconds down on Bobby Jungles. Um, 16th place, Andrea Pasqualan of Wanti Grupo Gobert. But, um, that's a big result. It is. That's, that's, that's what we created the 16th place for is when you get the random guy you definitely haven't heard of who's on the second rate team on the wanties of the world. That guy is going to do something good this year at some point, And he's going to be on the world tour next year. Mark our words. Two American riders, uh, both DNF Alex Howes and, um, Logan Owen, Alex House must be saving himself for Dirty Kanza, as mentioned earlier. <laughs> so, and then there is not a women's version of KBK, no. but there is a, another women's race that's a, a 1.1, mm-hmm. Spar Umloop Van Hethaglen, and that was at Marta Bastianelli, yep. Lada Lapizzo, and Leah Kirchman in uh, third place. Awesome. So we know Leah Kirchman, so that's pretty, uh, pretty cool result. 
all the way across the board. So professional racing has started next week, of course, is the biggest one of them all. That's Strada Bianchi. And that is going to be one of the main um, races. Remember last year, Wout Van Aert collapsing off his bike on the finishing sprint mm-hmm. up the climb. Definitely the uh, best result of the day. <laughs> best, res- best result, but Tis Benut, uh <laughs> taking the win. Oh, yeah. Now, Zednik Tybar has won there before, so maybe he's peaking. Um, How do you... A uh... couple of other things oh. I want to uh, bring up on this race weekend. Okay. Uh, someone had put a uh, GIF, GIF over on the uh, Slow Ride Pod Twitter account, and it was the start of the KBK Juniors race. Oh, yeah. And uh, so they got the... Neutral start. They got the car kind of kind of there. And you got the, the guy. The red flag and everything. The, the red flag and just out of the sunroof. And it like that's a glorious feeling. I, I rode out of the sunroof at uh, Grand Fonda, New York. Okay. Yeah. In the uh, lead car. It's great. Kind of behind the group. And so um, one of the things that was really cool about it. Uh, I need to drink. I need to eat more coffee. Drink more coffee. Anyways. I'm watching this uh, this guy out of the the sunroof with the red flag, and he waves it. And the whole time I'm looking over there, and I'm like, "Those riders are going in front of the car. Like, what is happening here?" Yeah. And then the car just slams on its brakes. I don't know if the driver misplaced like what the clutch was or what, but slams slams on, on his brakes, and at least twenty riders go down, like into the back of the car, piled into them, piled onto each other. It's in fact, brutal. I haven't seen a crash like this since a little-known fixed-gear criterium with no brakes <laughs> called Red Hook Crit. Uh-huh. And I think it's hilarious when all those roadies were sitting out there talking about how horrible the Red Hook Crit is because of a crash like this with a motorcycle. Yep. And here we are at KBK Junior's race, and there's just a crash just as bad. I mean, this yep. was a horrible crash. Yeah. Um, anyway, just going to throw it out there. I don't even know who won that race. Probably some European guy. Probably. From Amsterdam or Netherlands or something. We have but, the resources to look this stuff up. Yeah. But the point is, it's a crash. Yeah. Anyway. N- not good. Not a good look. That's for sure. So, um, yeah. I I think a couple of the, yeah, like you mentioned, a couple of them were going around the side of the car. I have, I like, the only thing that I can think of that would cause this to happen Besides, I guess maybe just mistaking the the gas and the clutch or whatever, like you said, um, is maybe that guy yelled at them to stop going around the car, and the driver heard him say stop and just hit the brakes. Like, I don't know how that kind of thing happens. It's, it's a it's a fluke accident, obviously. I hope everyone comes out relatively unscathed, uh, considering. Um, I know most folks at Red Hook were okay, and everybody just needs to, yeah, realize that that is a one of the one of the sad realities of of bike racing is sometimes uh, things go wrong. And uh, well, there's just too many cars on the road, and uh, even in a race such as this, I mean, I anyways, very very frustrating to see. But the the European race weekend is open. Um, let's jump into the pre-lap because we got a couple, a little bit more, uh, things to talk about, um, after the, uh, the, um, the pre-lap, including a good old fashioned doping controversy. Oh, can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah.
I'm Ellen Noble, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, Timmy. This week, yeah, on the preem lap. Uh huh. Are you ready? ready. Fast twitch muscles firing on all cylinders. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Drink some Red Bull. All right. Do you need any coffee, Tim? Are you sure you yes, topped off? Okay. No, I, I need an espresso <laughs> one. You clearly need one. Uh, yeah. We're recording late at night, as we usually do, and uh, yeah, it, uh, it sometimes it hits you at the weirdest time. So luckily, we can help you out here. We're part of the Wide Angle Podium network of shows here at the Slow Ride Podcast, and Wide Angle Podium has an exclusive deal with Grimper Brothers Coffee, where uh, you can buy bags of delicious coffee from Grimper, and they directly support the Wide Angle Podium Network and this show and the other shows that you enjoy listening to on the network. Um, We've got the full Schleck uh, late roast blend for you, and we've also got uh, Psychocross Friends espresso blend out there for you, both available at grouperbrothers.com. No, and you can subscribe. You're burying the leap here. That that's like my favorite part of Gripper Brothers Coffee, right? Is that you can sign up for the subscription and then they just mail it to you. It's like oh yeah, once a month. You need some new beans. Yeah, boom, done. And you're supporting the podcast that you love and listen to anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gripper Brothers is a supporter of cycling far and wide. So far and wide, I'd yeah. Like give them a major shout out. So. They support all kinds of folks uh, like Helen Wyman and other teams and, and riders all around. And uh, we're pretty psyched that they uh, help support us as well. So check them out. Uh, we've got a hot link for you, wideanglepodium.com slash coffee. That'll take you there uh, directly to those those blends. So yes. And um, once again, last week we announced their return. Health IQ is back to supporting the Wide Angle Podium Network. Mm-hmm. Go to healthiq.com slash WAP to find out more about how to save money on your life insurance because you're a healthy individual because you're listening to this podcast. Now, I know you're probably listening to this podcast, putting on the miles, uh, making that old ticker uh, nice and healthy and strong. Uh, So yeah, take advantage. Get life insurance before you know you need it Um, because I'm speaking from advice here. Yeah. I have a sweet health insurance policy before I had a little stroke. So now I'm pretty covered. It's kind of morbid to think about, but man, am I happy that I went ahead and got that all figured out before the stroke happened? Yeah, yeah. No, life insurance is is one <laughs> like of those things. Twenty year policy. Yeah, and they're already counting it down. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that's important to have that uh, you know you don't often think about, and Health uh, IQ is a good way to do it because they, like you said, they they take all that that work you're doing, all those Strava segments that you're doing, all that. Um, exercise that you're putting in, all the work you're putting in, and they translate that into savings for you. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's pretty easy. Go to uh, healthiq.com slash WAP. Uh, take a cycling quiz. They'll test your knowledge. They want to make sure you actually know what you're talking about. They don't give this savings away to anybody. Um, so take that quiz and uh, and see uh, see what they do for you. You know, this, this podcast is supported by Health IQ. Um, like we said, they're a life insurance company. They celebrate the health conscious and that includes cyclists and not, as we know, not everybody really cares about cyclists. So, um, do us a favor, visit healthiq.com slash WAP, learn a little bit more, get that free quote, check out their FAQ page. If you have any questions about 
life insurance and stuff because I am not a life insurance expert, but they are. And that's where you can go to get some answers. Yeah. I'd like to thank them again. And also thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Go to wideanglepodium.com to find out more and check out our family of shows. Yep. Spencer, let's get back to the program. Let's do it. This is Mitch Stocker, and you're listening to The Slow Ride Pod. All right, here we are. We got a nice email from Daniel Walker. Hey guys, just found your show and became an instant fan. Being on Long Island, there isn't much of a cycling culture at all and nothing for younger crowds under 30. Mm. So listening to you guys is like talking shop with non-existent local cycling buddies. With that, thank you. Well, Dan, we appreciate (laughs) it. Thanks for uh, emailing us. Um, We are doing, uh, we enjoy it. It's, uh, It's fun to talk about bikes and we're happy that you're along for the ride. Um, living on Long Island, I don't know what side of Long Island you are. You could be in Queens, right? You could be, you could be over like in, uh, in the suburbs of New York city and you could be in Long Island or New York Islanders fan, mm-hmm. um, which would be kind of cool. Or you could be all the way out there in Montauk, you know, just, just sipping the, uh, mimosas on the Sunday morning. I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy riding Long Island, but, uh, thanks for the email. Um, always great to, to hear from folks. Um, Spencer. Yeah, we got another email, and okay. this one was uh pretty important to me, and I know that it was also uh, important to you. We got an email from longtime Slowride podcast supporter and listener Ruby Rubey. Oh, and uh, it was great to hear from Ruby. We hadn't heard uh from Ruby in a while. Um, uh, congrats to his uh, wife who's been uh working through some uh um medical uh, conditions and they both uh, reached out to say that everything is uh been going well now they took some time off the interwebs but they are back at it ready for paris roubaix fantastic and what's important about ruby roubaix is that he's 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 made the signs yeah that we have riders we have like taylor finney holding holding the sign that says the slow ride podcast mm-hmm. and we have these pictures it's great and Anyways, it's so awesome to uh, see Ruby back and uh, get in the email. And one of these days, we're going to have to make it over to France to uh, take advantage of Ruby uh, knowing everything about Paris Roubaix. Yeah. And even like maybe uh, the, um, some of those other the cool quickest um, back roads between sectors and all that kind of great yeah. stuff. Yeah. We need that local Anyways. knowledge. Like if we went over there and tried to spectate Paris Roubaix, I mean, I think it'd be a total mess, right? Like, I'm not a good so, navigator. You know, yeah. Well, and he does like the whole like uh, Paris Roubaix, Trobro Leon, like all of it. Yeah. But if you just look at look up Ruby Roubaix on Instagram, it's a wonderful Instagram follow just because of his connections within like living in that area of France yeah. and finding the courses and all of it. So Ruby, welcome back to the pirate party. It means a lot that uh, you reached out, and uh, it was good to hear from you again. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a couple of other uh, you know things that uh, I wanted to go over and. Sadly, I guess there's two ways down Disappointment Avenue that we can go, Spencer. <laughs> okay. We could take a left and we could talk about helmets on bikes. Oof. Or we could take a right and talk about doping. Oh. We're going to go to both. So uh, oh. which one are you going to go to first? So we got to go around the block either way, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is brutal. Uh, let's uh, let's start it off on a positive note with uh, some helmet talk. 
Okay, so let's go to helmets. So great little uh, video shows up middle of the week. Yeah, of uh, from El Paso, Texas, Beto O'Rourke. Love that Unlocking guy. Can't his, get enough of that guy. Yeah, yeah. Never even heard of this guy before. Uh, unlocking his bike outside of a cafe or something. I don't know. Just kind of wearing a baseball hat, khaki pants. No pleats in the khaki pants, so that was pretty cool to see. Now, Maybe kind of a t-shirt. No bag. I, I gotta admit, <laughs> if I, if I was voting for president just based purely on style and look alone, Beto O'Rourke unlocking the single speed flat bar bike with two like two handbrakes, yeah, and just going out into the street, riding U-turn back off into the sunset up off into the the, the el paso night mm-hmm. that would be a guy i'd vote for it's like a, it was amazing it's a beautiful like, image what was crazy was he had no nobody with him it was like he just like went to the whole foods by himself ate some like you know now corn i don't know what he did <laughs> i don't even know where he was leaving for our, but uh, it looked pretty awesome he was just riding his bike yeah for our uh overseas listeners for aussie corner for our uk listener um, and our Canadian listener, do you want to do you want to just give a quick? Uh, do you have an elevator pitch for for who this yeah. guy is? So Beto O'Rourke is a former congressman from southwestern Texas in the town of El Paso, okay. which is on the border of Mexico, and he ran for senator against Ted Cruz, yeah, and almost beat him. What's significant about it is that he's a Democrat in a very Republican state. And he was very like grassroots friendly, right? Like kind of this new form of populism, even yeah. though he's kind of he's kind of a moderate on his voting record. But he went out there to the people. He yeah. he drove all the time, live streamed like all of his meetings. Anyways, kind of a fan favorite in like Austin, Texas, okay. and that kind of thing. Okay. And now here he is riding his bike. Now he's he's. I part want to of know the... so much about this bike. Yeah, it looked kind of like a fifty two eleven almost. Like it, the gear ratio is a little big, a little steep, a little yeah. steep. I mean. We all make that it's mistake. A gr- though. It's a great scene. So, so we 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 retweet it. Yeah, we're like, hey, here is a more than likely probable presidential candidate. Yep. And it's pretty cool to see him on a bike. Absolutely. Hell, I'm pretty sure we tweeted a picture of George Bush once riding a mountain bike like a goofball. Oh yeah. But it was at least cool to see him on a mountain bike, right? Sure. He could shred. Give it. So Probably. Spencer, in the world of worlds, mm-hmm. in the time of times. Mm-hmm. How long do you think a tweet goes up <laughs> with a video like this? Uh-huh. And the first comment or a comment is made about him not wearing a helmet. How long? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to set the over under at uh just 25 minutes and I'm going to take Yeah. Was, I'm going to take the over. I, I think it was like right at 25. Was like it? It was it was enough quick enough that there was like a comment right away like, "Oh, not wearing a helmet." And then it's like Oh my god! Like, you're, like you're not getting the point. The helmet shaming. I was a little disappointed on what organization left the comment about the Uh-oh. the helmet. I didn't see this. Yeah, I was I was a little mad because they do so much good work. Interesting. And I don't I don't think Nika. It was the Nika official Nika Twitter account leaves the comment that's like he should be wearing a helmet, and you're like Nika, stay in your lane. Like you do like amazing things. Yeah. To build cycling for everybody yeah. and to get people out there racing. I love every single thing Nike does, except just let the person ride the bike and embrace the fact that someone's on a bike. Yeah. Like, educate them later about the importance of a helmet. 
if that's your thing. But don't publicly shame because what if it's someone that just started riding bikes? What if Beto just picked that up at the art sale? You know, Nat, Nat, now he's like showing up to the group ride without a helmet. Are you just going to like scare him away? This yeah. is a future possible president. Yeah. Shouldn't you be like, hey, man, next time wear a helmet. But then he'd be look dorky and no one would vote for him. So, I mean, you know, what do that's you do? true. I mean, he's got to consider those votes. That is, uh, I mean, it's an important thing. No, I mean, I, I get it. And, I, you know, you see it all the time at the at the local bike shop. Uh, somebody comes in to pick up a bike. They're going to start commuting to work. They want to be healthier. They want to be fitter. They want to save gas money. They they can't afford a parking spot for their car anymore, so they sold the car. Like, whatever it is, and they take their 500 bucks or whatever, and they buy your starter-level commuter bike, and then the, the salesperson is like, all right, and then you need a lock. And they're like, oh, I didn't budget for that, but okay, I'll, I'll kick in another 50 bucks for a lock. And then they're like, okay, yeah. and then you need a helmet. And they're like, oh, I didn't budget for that either. Uh, you know, and it's it just adds up. And like, I get it that people are like, okay, yeah, I should probably get one, but I'm going to get it in a week or two when I have just, my next paycheck or something. And like, you don't know. You never know people's stories. So it's it's just like kind of a bummer thing to do. maybe he just doesn't want to wear one. Like, or maybe he just doesn't want to wear one. That is completely okay, the, too. That's the... I know that we're going to lose listeners on this take, right? Because I know that people are very, like, feel very important about helmets, and, I, and yes. I get that. But... And I wear one every time I ride, but I also don't care what you do. And exactly. Unless we show up I on wear, a group ride. <laughs> then, I would say I wear a helmet 95% of the time. Yeah. There are some times that I don't wear a helmet and I, you know, I'm rebellious. Maybe I feel mm. like I'm, I'm in full control. Usually I'm riding to the brewery. That's like three blocks away. I know all of the back roads and I'm like, okay, like this is just good. But it's like, I don't, I kind of want to start not wearing a helmet just to show up to rides and troll people like this entire podcast is basically, you know what I mean? Like at, at this point, I just get so frustrated with people that like think that that's the number one issue and it's not yeah. cars running over people. Yeah. It's not um, cars running red lights. It's not the overabundance of our dependency on automobiles Yeah, uh, or the overabundance of asphalt in our country. Like it, like there's so many bigger problems than just someone wearing a helmet. Yeah. Really made me mad. Yeah. Sorry. It, it was a bummer. Um, yeah, and I mean the the response from the slow ride account to that to that tweet from Nika was the streets should be safer, like rather than yeah you should be wearing a helmet. And it's like, yeah, well we're not wrong, you're not wrong, like whatever. But let them yeah, let them like just do their thing. Why not be like, hey, Beto, come support some high school mountain bike racing? Yeah, hey, I don't know, Beto, thanks for riding your bike. Like, you know, we appreciate it. Now you you know see some of the things that we're arguing for. Like, let's get some more bike lanes. Like, let's reduce carbon emissions. Let's, you know, reduce traffic congestion, get more bikes out there. Like you get it. Awesome. Any, anything, anything would be better than should wear a helmet. All right. Well, we're going to take a U-turn just the way Beto did. So is it Beto or Beto? I don't know. I don't know. So so gracefully. And we're going to go back down disappointment Avenue to, um, this big drug bust that happened in the country of Austria. Okay. Home of uh little known racer. Is it Heinrich Hausler? 
Austrian? He's Australian. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, they, it was at the World Cross Country Skiing Championships. Okay, you've lost me. Yeah, so World World Cross Country Skiing Championships, basically a huge drug bust brought out by the Austrian officials. Okay. And they there's a doctor. Like, I don't know all, because most of the stories were written in another language, mm-hmm. but the gist of it is that there's a doctor that they knew was dirty Okay. And they basically have like sixty of his athletes. So they were they were they were tracking him. They were scoping him they out. Were tracking they him. had the secret then, service on him. FBI and or whatever. More or less the police and the doping bust into a room okay. where a cross country skier is in the midst of getting a transfusion. This cross country skier's name is Max Hauk. And he's Getting the transfusion, getting the blood put back into his veins. You can't exactly stop that midstream. No. You know, like someone comes in, you can't like rip out the, the IV. You're yeah. like, oh, nothing's happening here. Yeah, I'm just, uh, just you gonna, know, it's going to look I just like have a needle in my arm. Yeah, it's going to look like a scene from Carrie in the middle of the yeah, yeah. hotel room. Yeah, can't do that. So he needs to he needs to finish. Well, one of the cops or two of the cops had video cameras out. So okay. there's this 12 second long video oh, that God. was leaked. That was leaked to the. Um, news in norway and you know norway it's like cross-country skiing so that's like oh yeah basically new york yankees baseball yeah and uh you just see this disappointed look on this kid i think he's like 23 kind of just looking around and just like like what does he do like he's on camera yeah he can't he's got to stop like like he can't stop the transfusion yeah it's leaked the the cop that leaked it got fired okay as he should have and I guess I'm just, yeah, he's a doper, and now he's completely shamed for life. Like, his yeah. his face is all over the world. Like, this yeah. tweet was... I, I've, I've seen it. I, I don't follow skiing even a little bit, and I saw this photo floating around, yeah. And it's, I guess that maybe this is just, I'm getting soft in my old age, but I kind of feel bad for him. Well, Sure. Because like, how does he res- as a, as Look, a he, human, he, you should yes. feel bad for him. Yes, like he should not be cross country skiing. Bam, no, I don't care about that. But the like the embarrassment, like there at no point in his life did he just like I don't believe that when he was thirteen learning about skiing, yeah, he thought that someday he would be inside a hotel room with a f- needle in his arm getting a blood transfusion, and that's. I feel so bad and sad that that is the situation. He got tied up with the wrong people. Sure. Knew he needed to do it. He, someone found the doctor for him. There's no way it's just him. Like you don't have right. that type of organization with just him being the one with the doctor. Like other people know. Yeah. And you know, he's the one whose face is all over it. And the holder than now nature of like the, Oh, ban him for life. We should publicly shame him. Like this guy is shamed beyond yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing his grandmother opened the newspaper in the morning and saw his picture in there and was like, "Oh, you know, like that's yeah, that's pretty bad." Now maybe grandma knew. I don't know, but to me, there's just. I was very disturbed to see this video, not to like the laughing point, but just of like, oh man, like thinking of the bigger picture, for this guy, and like, sure, the other athletes 
we're screwed over by him winning. Like I understand all of that. Yeah. And he, he should be banned. Like, I'm not saying he shouldn't be banned, but like to bring it that much into the open and for him to be the only one that gets put on blast like that. Yeah. To me, was a little much. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying. I was once making out with a girl in 10th grade. This took a turn. And dad came home. It was really weird. Okay. Right? And then what do you do? You're like, oh, hey. Um, Leak the photos. What do you mean? How's it going? <laughs> you know, like, what, like, what? Like, and I felt really awkward at that moment. And there was only an audience of one yeah. that was probably going to destroy me. But I was a nice guy. Um, he was a hockey fan. Um, <laughs> this guy, can you imagine like uh-huh. getting a blood transfusion and then all of a sudden all the cameras are on you? Like, and then you're like, oh, I guess I'm stuck here for a little while. And it's the cops. So you're not going to run. Well, yeah, I think that's when it sits in that, uh, like, you're doing something that, wow. that actually is yeah. against the rules. You know what I mean? Um, because a lot of times that's what sucks about doping, right? Like that's, that's why like it, it sucks in general. Like you shouldn't be doing it. We shouldn't have to be dealing with it. Um, but we've known personally and been friends with peripherally and raced against people that ended up being dopers, people that were returning from doping suspensions, people that were suspected of being dopers. And I don't think I can, I'm sure that they exist, but in my personal experience, I can't think of one of them that I'm like, ah, yeah, that guy sucks. I don't like him. Like they're all nice people. Like the bike racing community in particular, I don't know about skiing, but the bike racing community is full of nice people and I don't want to see like horrible things happen to any of them. How they get themselves into that situation, I don't know. I can't explain. But you know, take your two years, give them two years, give them four, give them ban them for life, whatever. But like, yeah, publicly shaming people like in that way that that would make me uncomfortable. If it was one of these people that that we knew, you know, we used to race with with Adam Bergman is a good example. Like he was a big time pro in the U S in the mid two thousands and got popped and came back and he's the nicest guy. You know, he's a super funny guy. He's a friendly guy. And like, it's hard to be like, I hate you, you know, cause of this thing that I believe in, like, and I do believe in it, but also I'm like, you're also a nice guy. Like there's, yeah. there's these two sides to it and it's very conflicting and it, it's tough, you know, but you know, yeah, it it is. I have nothing else to add. I think you you hit it on the head. Like it's just kind of okay. I want to get off Disappointment Avenue. Yeah, this, head this over let's to, take another U turn and no, that sends us back up Disappointment Avenue. Just the even yeah, side. Take a take a left on um, WTF Street. Okay, because I this is a bad town. Where are we? This this is the worst. We're in El Paso. Okay, uh, we're, um, tour to Rwanda. Tour du Rwanda. Yeah was uh this week right yeah. pretty cool known for like the big uh cobbled climb that they've got yes i just want to give shout out to Murhawi kudis okay of now astana that one he he's the eritrean national champion okay he's been on like dimension data mtn quebeca you know who i'm talking about yeah he's kind of been around for a while and like he started the tour i think before i don't know if he's finished um but he He's a national champion of Eritrea. Mm-hmm. 
which has a pretty kick-ass flag. Super it's kick-ass. Nice yeah. Red, green, blue. Looks good. The red triangle coming from left to right. Uh-huh. Um, but he's on Astana, so the Astana National Champion kit yeah. is so ugly. So it's like the blue with then that flag underneath the words Astana. You can't even tell that he's a national champion. Like, what a failed... Yeah. Like, you could do so much with this flag. I'm seeing this now. This I am... Yes, you are explaining this pretty accurately. Like, this flag in and of itself is incredible. But this flag on the backdrop of an Astana jersey leaves something to be desired, let's say. Yeah. I didn't even know he had gone to Astana. So I'm a little you know, maybe disappointed in myself uh, <laughs> that, that I didn't know he had gone Sure, over. I've kind of been following him. I mean, he's done the Volta a couple times, done the Giro. Um, once got sixth place in the uh, Giro youth classification. But man, like they really just ruined this jersey. Yeah. And this was a good race. I mean, you know, he deserves all the kudos. Like Tour de Rwanda is like, I, I, I saw some video clips of this climb that you were just referring to. It's, it's awesome. It looks super cool. The crowds I'll go there sometime to see that. The crowds are the insane. crowds are buck wild. There's so many people. It it puts most races out there, aside from the biggest ones on the biggest stages, to shame. Like yeah, it was it was incredible. He beat Rain Rain Terme in second place overall. Uh, that is an uh, obviously uh, not a slouch. You know, um, this is a real race, and it looked really good. So yeah. Anyways, um, looks like he was able to do um, complete the Tour de France in his only start in 2015 for MTN Quebeca. Okay. Anyways, um, so that's, I mean, I guess it's kind of just disappointing. It's a disappointing town that we're in right now. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else you want to uh, add on before uh, we get moving? Now, we are not going to be on the air next week. No. Um, I will be out of town. Um, So we're going to take a week off, but... uh, Strada Bianchi is happening. Yes. So um, start lists have not been published, but it looks like right now Zednik Starbar is definitely in the wheelhouse to be a uh, a favorite going into it. Um, or perhaps he passes the torch to one Wout Van Aert. We'll see. Yeah, maybe he does. So anyways, um, well, with that, uh, we'd like to uh, thank all of our listeners and the supporters of the wide angle podium network head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out more about the family of shows on the network. Mm-hmm. Also encourage you to check out wideanglepodium.com slash coffee for the hot link to get some Grimper brothers beans delivered your way. Two different blends to choose from cyclocross friends, espresso and the light roast full schleck. And we'd like to thank our friends over at Health IQ for their continued returning support. Mm-hmm. Find out how to save money on your life insurance by being that healthy individual by going to healthiq.com WAP. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando, Florida. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Park. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.